Regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up! Welcome to Bad Puns and Machine Guns, the podcast where we watch and discuss every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie one at a time, and maybe the occasional surprise as well. I'm Mike Olson. And I'm Kevin Keane, and today we're discussing Killing Gunther, released by Saban Films on October 20th, 2017, but actually September 22nd, 2017, on Video On Demand, starring Taron Killam, Bobby Moynihan, Sarah... Hannah Simone. This is what I get for doing handwritten. <laughs> okay, Hannah Simone... Hannah Simone, I gotta, <laughs> whatever, I'll just leave all this in, what the hell. Uh, Kobe Smulders, Allison Tallman, and Arnold Schwarzenegger as Gunther. Written and directed by Taryn Killam. We're back. We are back. Doesn't feel like we were gone that long, but. Yeah, we were just talking, it's, it's six weeks, we, we missed two Wednesdays, so yeah. actually not too bad, but a new Schwarzenegger movie has come out. Except it's not actually a Schwarzenegger movie, as <laughs> it turns out. And, then, and at least according to Wikipedia, it's not out either. Yes. So this movie will be in limited release uh, this Friday, the Friday after this is released, the 20th. Yeah. But it was released, it was rentable anyway, video on demand. Yeah. So I guess they just don't want it to technically be a straight-to-video release. It must they want to claim this is some kind of preview and, you know, the official release is October 20th, etc., but... Yeah, I mean, it's... It may as well be straight to video. <laughs> it was released on video first, so right. I don't know what this... I mean, you know, I'm sure it's just like a vanity thing. Just, oh, no, it was a theatrical release. Because <laughs> honestly, this does not feel like a theatrical film. I was just going to say, I'll, I'll say this right now, the opening credits do not feel like a theatrical film. None of it does. The credits, the movie, the acting, the writing, any of it. <sighs> I, this is a bad movie. It is, and the thing is... On paper, this is a movie I should love. Yeah, I can see that. I can see I mean, why it, it, it would it, appeal to you in particular. Yeah, it has. Uh, and that's, I had a real hard time with this. Is on paper, I should love this movie. I love the mockumentary or you know, documentary style of comedy. Right. I, I love Schwarzenegger movies. I love self-aware action movies. I should love this movie. I Th- don't. That's the thing, though. It's none of those things. It's pretending to be all of those things, right. and it's actually none of those things. The mockumentary stuff really annoys me because they're so bad at it yeah you know like here's the thing about you know movies like spinal tap or any of the christopher guest movies they're all improvised for one thing which this movie's not nope so that helps make it feel real of just like you know the cameraman doesn't know who's going to be talking or when and so it really just feels like they're just getting what they can this movie is scripted and so if you're gonna do a mockumentary style but have it be scripted you really have to work hard to plan it out to make it feel real and there are so many times where the camera pans over to a character before he delivers his line. So it's like, if this is a documentary, how did that cameraman know to look over there? Happens all the time. There are jokes that depend on characters being out of frame. Yeah. Remember that joke? It's like they're in the gun store. And the guy, we'll, we'll get into details. But like the guy with the poisons, and it's, he's like, how could you use poisons? You can't even sneak up. And suddenly he's like, I'm over here now. Yeah. That only works because the cameraman framed him out of the shot so that he could sneak around the camera and appear on the other side. It's like, yes. if this is a real documentary, they'd be like, hey, where's that guy going? And they would they follow would him. Follow him around. Yeah. It's like, this movie is so bad at looking like a documentary. I mean, the entire movie, 
I'm going like that. Fake. That. That's not how a, mock, a documentary would look. That's not what they would do. The opening scene where he kills the guy in like Buenos Aires or whatever. Yeah. And the camera gets right into the guy's face, and it's like that guy doesn't even look at it. He doesn't even acknowledge that the camera's in his face. Just oh, I hated the cinematography of this movie. It feels so amateurish. They shouldn't have made it a mockumentary. They should no. just you know do it in kind of a loose style or whatever. You know. I, I'm not. I'm not sure why that was the choice. And sorry that I got you all fired up already. But you, you, you know what I mean. Like, no, it it is. I, the, it doesn't execute that well. I just wanted to make the point that I should love this movie on paper. And I think when I read about it, I was really excited because I'm like, this is something I should like. Yeah. It's, it's it doesn't execute. Well, I, any I, of the aspects that I should like, it doesn't execute on even well. Well, but I agree with you. I, I like mockumentary style comedies too, and it's like this does it so badly, and it just does not understand how to make it feel real. Because that's important. I think if you're going to do a mockumentary, it's important to make it feel like a real documentary. It's why Spinal Tap is so great. It's because it really does feel real. It tricked a lot of people at the time who thought it was a real documentary. Yeah, and I'll admit the first time I saw it, I thought it was a real documentary. Do you think anybody... I mean, obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it, so that doesn't help. But like, you think if if this was just cast of nobodies, do you think anybody would have been fooled and would have thought this was real? No. No, no way. I mean, I mean, disregard the subject matter, which is obviously very like unbelievable in and of itself. But just the style of it, just it's just no terribly made. As much and as as much as I hate and that I didn't buy and believe the Blair Witch Project and its you know its marketing back then, I I believe that to be far more realistic than this. Yeah, I agree. And I think Blair Witch is terrible. So I, I agree with everything you just said. I agree <laughs> that it, uh, Blair Witch is terrible, but also it feels more real than this. Yeah. Um, but again, I think a lot of that is just because that wasn't scripted either. I'm not saying you have to, if you're going to do a mockumentary, you have to improvise it. But if you're going to have a scripted mockumentary, you really, really, really have to know how to fake it. Yeah, you're right that the cinematography and you you can't be panning and waiting for somebody to say something. Yeah. It doesn't work that way and in real life. There are insert shots. There's a there's a gear up scene in this movie. Yep. And there are insert shots with like cuts to the gun and it's like that's not how documentaries work. You can't get insert shots. What are you talking about? This, you know, it's it's edited. There, oh, there's a match cut also. You remember the part where they're like, we killed Gunther, and they all high five, cut to them all going, yay, in the bar, and they That's have beers. True. A match cut in a documentary. What are they doing? This is the fakest thing ever. It made me so mad. You know, like, I don't want to, you know, this is this guy, <laughs> Taron Killam, wrote and directed and starred in it. It's his first movie. I don't know. He was on SNL, I guess. I've never heard of the guy. I'm, I'm not familiar with any of his work. And I've, he's been doing press, and I've just happened to see him on talk shows and stuff, and he seems like a nice enough guy, but maybe he should have taken one of those hats off and let someone else gonna, I was going to say is that he probably would have been fine maybe doing the performance only, but and maybe the writing, but directing clearly didn't have it. Yeah. I don't think he's that terrible as an actor in this. No, he's all right. He's fine. Yeah, I mean, you can see the Saturday Night Live pedigree. Like, it it all kind of feels like an extended sketch in a yeah. lot of ways. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I think we uh, we've established what we both think of it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to uh, get into? There's some Terminator news we should probably talk about before we actually get into the meat of this movie. Yeah, we can do that. So let's talk about some positive things for yeah. once, because most of this episode I think is going to be us uh, generally negative. Yeah, yes. it's going to be negative. So uh, yeah, some news about the new Terminator movie, which is. Not Terminator 6, it's Terminator 3, apparently. So that, That's what it seems like, which should make you very, very pleased. Oh, <laughs> just yes. flip the bird to Terminator 3. And 4 and 5. Yes, talk to the hand, all non-James Cameron <laughs> Terminator movies, you no longer exist. I guess. The only thing that bothers me about that is, I, 
I still kind of like Genesis, and I don't want to yeah. just throw that out, but whatever. I, I, it bums me out, too, but uh, that Genesis is going to be decanonized, but whatever. It's, you know, there's time travel. You can just imagine it's an alternate it's reality fine. or whatever. It, it's not something where it's, it, would be like, it would be different if we were saying we're erasing the T2 doesn't exist, right? Right. So it's not that I think I, it's revered with me that much. It's just a little bit of a bummer. But I guess to get rid of T3, maybe that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's not on the level of the first two Terminator no. movies. It's, it's expendable. Yeah. <laughs> Terminator Genesis, it's like, uh, yeah. if I get it's a new, you know... Collateral damage. <laughs> collateral damage. Um, yeah, if we get a new Terminator movie with James Cameron involved, and the yeah. price we pay is we lose Terminator Genesis. That's, it's, a, it's a small price to pay. Yeah, I agree. Um, but the bigger news and the more exciting news to me is that Linda Hamilton yeah. will be back. It's huge news. And I, I think I tried to make sure I got a retweet out there. I don't think I had one direct from i think the arnold fans uh fan page but yeah that that's huge news yeah huge that i'm really really excited about because i think the thing that's most interesting about t2 to me is her transformation between one and two so i'm really interested to see i kind of don't want her to just be sarah from t2 i I want another transformation like who knows where where she went that character is yeah 30 years or 25 years later yeah 25 yeah so by the time it's real i mean you don't know what year it'll be set in but right yeah 25 years later yeah and just the fact that they're disregarding the three right the most three most recent terminators it's like that she was dead and right in her place it was a bunch of guns and a bulletproof casket right yeah yeah don't don't bring up terminator (laughs) three things i'm gonna be annoyed enough talking about killing gunther you're just gonna rile me up about terminator three now yes um do you think they're gonna Mike can't stop doing the talk to the hand. No, I can't because it's so dumb. (laughs) Do you think they're going to try to explain in this new Terminator movie why the other three were erased? Because kind of like how Genesis does where it's like, oh, this is a new timeline. Do you think they're going to – they're just going to like not acknowledge it at all? I think James Cameron has enough gravitas. He doesn't have to explain anything to anybody. Yeah, I agree. I think he's not going to even acknowledge it. It's just going to be like, oh – Here's the sequel to Terminator 2 you've been waiting for. Yeah, you know? that's, that's really... basically what I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think so, too. And, I, and to be honest, I think that's what everybody wants, too. I don't think anybody... Yeah, I agree. You and I are probably the only defenders of Genesis, so I think from the rest of the, the population that enjoys the Terminator franchise, they want to just ignore the other Terminators after T2. I mean, you and I are fans of Genesis, but I, I want, I'd be curious to see if you agree with me in that I don't think, even though I liked Genesis, I wasn't that interested in where it goes from there. You know what I mean? I think it depended on where it went because they could just go in some crazy timeline and take it somewhere where you do want it to go. But probably with what loose ends were left with, what was it? The, right. The British, I can't remember what you were. British Skynet, I was just calling Yeah, it. no, you had something, a gentleman or something like that. Oh, were, I don't remember. Yeah, the, the British gentleman. <laughs> I, I had no interest in Agent Smith, as I referred to Right, him as. and now... Arnold is a liquid metal thing. Yeah, I, those elements. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Re- I wasn't really interested. Yeah, just start over. Like yeah. it's t- it's time to start over, or yeah. you know, to pick up from two anyway. Yeah, but it's exciting news. There's an hour long Q and A with James Cameron and the director of the new Terminator. I forget his name. The Deadpool guy. Yeah, um, it's on YouTube and it's really interesting. And like they are pretty. Like they talk a lot about how like the direction they're thinking about. And obviously they're not spoiling anything, but uh, it's worth a watch. I'll have to check it out. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I forget it. Hollywood Reporter, I think, put it on. Nice. Anyway, so, Killing Gunther. You want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. So, as I said, I, I just my first note on this is the, the title sequence, it just feels cheap. Well, there's the pre-title sequence, which is terrible, and where he just, the Buenos Aires, he just yeah, kills a guy. You already covered it, and I kind of ignored it. 
There's a dumb gag of who's like, you can't remember the line that he's supposed to say. Right. And, and it's not even a good line. No. Like, uh, it's just, man. Yeah, and then the credit sequence, which are just like headlines of whatever, and awful rock music playing. It, it was the only, the only. I did get one smile that there was a reference to an escape room in there. I did for some reason. I don't know that that made me smile. Maybe it's only because I've I've done a bunch of them in the last year or so. Oh yeah, yeah. And if, effectively, the the headline is you know escape room massacre or something like that, and then assassin escapes the room as well. <laughs> I wasn't uh, pausing too much uh, to like read headlines and things, but one did jump out at me, uh, which really made me roll my eyes. It says, exclusive Hitman slays beloved DJ on air. Killer yells Baba Booey. I saw that. I didn't know. I have no idea what. Awful. Oh, that's a Howard Stern thing. You didn't oh, know that? You don't no. know what Baba Booey is? No. It's a Howard Stern thing. It's gotcha. stupid. It's stupid that there's a Howard Stern reference in a major motion picture and that's theoretically it's Arnold's character. He killed some DJ on air on the radio and then said Baba Booey into the microphone before he left. Uh, that just, I mean, that, as soon as I read that, I was just like, man, this is the, that's the kind of movie we're in for, I guess. Yeah, so I don't think we need to cover scene by scene. It's up to you. I didn't take detailed notes on each one. I have, I have kind of generally, General but you want to just do a, like a plot summary and... No, I, I mean talk generally. I, no, I, I'm fine going through. I just don't have you know details on each one. I, you know, I guess we should at least cover the intros of each of the characters. And I, so that I, stuff I don't have notes on at all. I don't care about any of these characters. Oh, <laughs> so I'm gonna I have very little on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna sheepishly admit I kind of liked Donnie. See the explosives guy. Yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit it, but I I kind of the stuff that I did like in this, which wasn't much, it was mostly related to Donnie. Is it because he's from Chicago? Theoretically, he blows <laughs> up a boat in some mysterious like swamp near Chicago. I was, well, no, I think it's supposed to be Lake Michigan. That's the swampy part of Lake <laughs> Michigan. It just looks like a Florida swamp. It's like that's Lake Michigan. I, yeah, I don't think it was so. terrible. Um, no, I don't know why, but like when he's going back to his house and his boyhood home in Morris, Illinois, and he goes to get the key, I don't know. It just made me laugh. Oh, it's just spiders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> laugh. moments like that that feel unscripted are probably the parts where. That- works best where it works best it's a similar thing to the kindergarten cop where i think if it was on the page it's probably a bad joke if it just happened spontaneously then it works it might be funny yeah yeah, yeah i of, of all the characters i think he's probably the one i hated the least so i'll, I'll agree <laughs> with you there well then all right let's let's handle the intros this way who did you hate the most oh boy i've got them so i don't even know characters names here right we, well, i've we got them okay so wait mia and barreled oh right them yeah, I, I mostly just kind of ignored them. It's, I did they, too. They're, I, they don't need to be in the movie at I all. I couldn't believe Allison Tolman was... It took me a while to recognize her. She's from Fargo. Yeah. The, she's from the first season of Fargo. And she's done some other stuff too, but I just I was shocked that she was in this, and yeah. the character was terrible. So it's not me and Barreled if you ignore them. Sure, let's, I, I've got the cast up here, so let's run down the, the characters here. So yeah, we've got Mia and Barreled, who are a Russian brother and sister yeah. twi- team who... They're, this is their first time in the U.S., and they want to go to all the vacation spots. That's their gag. Yeah. Every every assassin has one joke, and they keep hitting the same joke over and over. So that's their joke, is they want to go to Disney World, etc. Yep. Um, you've got Izat. Is that Sanaa's father there? Yeah, I think so. No. That's Crusher. Oh, Izat is Crusher? He's got the, the He's Tony got Stark. He's got a robot arm. Yeah, the Tony Stark arm, because it even makes the... The Iron Man noise, if you happen to notice it. Oh, really? Is it the same noise? Certain parts it makes it, yes. Oh, I didn't notice that. I did notice there was a panther sound effect. If, oh, man, I missed <laughs> that, too. If there were clips, <laughs> I'd, I'd play that. It's when Sana. So Sana is, uh, she's like the competent one. Yes. 
and she's uh, what do they say? She's like Jordanian or something. And then her father Persian, is but, yeah. Persian, yeah. And then her father is like some like amazing, very, yeah, very famous, he, fa- yeah, famous just below guy. Gunther, I think. Right. And then his joke is he's like the proud father, but then also he hates any the idea of Bobby Moynihan's character sleeping with yeah. his daughter. So that's it, that joke doesn't work. I do kind of no. like. I do kind of like his enthusiasm for his daughter and his granddaughter. I have to admit, I'm, I'm. A l- I agree. That's funny, but that's not. That's only half of. He alternates back and forth between that joke and the "I will kill the man who slept with my daughter." Yeah, and, he, and the problem. I, I wouldn't even say it's alternate. He spends more time in that is the is the problem, right? Which isn't the funny stuff. And they feel like totally different characters. Like, yeah, they don't feel like the same guy at all. I no. agree. Like him being the proud papa. Oh, the complete enthusiasm is just great. In yeah. particular, I'm just going to say it now, even though it's completely at the end. The amount of stuffed animals that he has all, and I had the note. So many bears. Oh yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. So. Uh, so yeah, that's there's him. There's uh, Donnie, who is the explosive expert. Yeah. Um, who tells a story at the beginning about how like he was on a quarry or something, and he's yeah, just he was, like he was working in basically coal mines down in like southern Illinois, right? And he just didn't like a guy, and so he's just like, yeah, go in and I'll he blew him up. Yeah. Um, but he found his calling. I like Donnie. I'm sorry. I just it's hard. For, it's hard to root for a character who just like maliciously murdered a man just because he didn't like him. And that's our introduction to the character. He's he was like, getting in his face about his work. Was he? I don't even remember the the specifics of it. Okay, so then we've got Yong, who is the poison guy. Yeah, and he wears a lab coat and f- full of poisons, and he doesn't like guns, and he pukes when he sees blood. Yes. So he's got like three jokes. The, the they alternate. The, the blood one is the majority of it. He he vomits a lot in this movie. But like that's it. There's no like clever twist to it. No. Or there's nothing. The first time it works okay, but it just is not good thereafter. What's the first time? I don't even. Remember. Oh, he like cuts his thumb or the somebody on glass. I think it. I think it's Crusher, just barely on a piece of glass, and it's only like the only reason I think it's funny because it literally is like a literally a drop of blood, right? And just projectile vomits from a drop of blood. It's not projectile. That would be funny if he was projectile vomiting. He just like obviously had some stuff in his mouth and just bleh, just kind of dumps it out. I didn't think it was that funny. And then there's Gabe, who's the tech guy. Oh, don't forget Ashley. That's where it really derails for me, actually. Who is Ashley? Ashley's the old guy. Oh, that joke God. is... I, I, you, uh, the, yeah. I hated that joke maybe more than anything else in this movie. Yeah, I agree. He's old, and he, he's, you know, he keeps getting sent back to the hospital. And it's just dumb. Yeah. But, so I actually, pointless. So I, I had that uh, the, the movie starts to derail with Gabe, and then I said it accelerates with Ashley. I absolutely hated Ashley. Yeah, and you'll notice that we have not mentioned Arnold yet. Because no, cause you need to get two-thirds of the way through the movie. It's more than two-thirds. He is, I think, in the last 13 minutes of the movie, no, if I looked at it. No way. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he's in a third of this movie. I think he shows up at the hour mark. I, re- I really do. It At the hour or hour and ten mark. I'd be very surprised. We're not going to pay another ten bucks to find out. No, I'm not. <laughs> but, uh, but certainly he's not in this movie much. You will grant me that. No, no, he's not in it. At most, he's in it a third. Of the yeah, movie, and at I, most. I really don't think it's that much. But uh, this movie, and you know, it's not the filmmaker's fault, but we've got two different posters up on the screen here. We've got this one with Arnold front and center, and then there's the one on Amazon where it's just Arnold. <laughs> this, is, this is a bait and switch, big time. You're I saying think. it's false advertising? Yes. This is not an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. He, like he, the never-ending story? <laughs> 
Yes, yeah, we'll start a lawsuit. People versus killing Gunther. But, you know, I bet he was on set for three days. Probably. So uh, I bet you he was on set longer for Red Sonja than he was for this. Oh, I guarantee he was. <laughs> I mean, he's in most of that movie, even though it's supposed to be a cameo. This, he's supposed to be a main character, and he's in it for you know a short amount of time. I, I feel like the only reason Arnold Schwarzenegger is in this movie is so they could put his face in the posters. And like advertise it as a Schwarzenegger movie, even though it's not. Probably. I mean, granted, he's not as big a star as he used to be, but would anyone have seen this movie if not for... I mean, we certainly wouldn't be doing a podcast about I it. I can tell you for certain I would not have seen this movie. Yeah. It feels very cynical to me. Maybe I'm, I should give them the benefit of the doubt, but... I mean, you seem to think he's in the movie more than me. Like, I, I, got, I, you know, I don't think he's in it for only 13 minutes. I, I, I should have actually checked. I mean, maybe 20. Let's split the difference. But like, All right. I'll say it's a minimum 20 minutes. It's only an hour and a half movie, so... Right. You, if, you, if you crank it up to 25, that's almost a third of the movie. <laughs> this is like some kind of like Price is Right game we've got going on. <laughs> yes. One dollar, one minute. Um, they talk about Gunther a lot. It reminded me of... Uh, there's a story that Orson Welles used to tell. I'm going to compare this movie to Orson Welles. I can't Wells. believe Orson Welles <laughs> is being referenced on the <laughs> podcast on Killing Gunther. Let me hear it. So... I forget where I heard this story, but like he used to say that he loved playing parts where the characters talked about a lot, but he doesn't have to do much. He said he was in a play once where he played some characters. I think it's Mr. Wu was the name of the character. Waiting for Godot. <laughs> yeah, basically. But like he told a story about he was in some play and like the whole first couple acts is just everyone be like, when will Mr. Wu arrive? And Oh, Mr. Wu is coming. And then what will Mr. Wu think of this? And then right before the intermission, he shows up way in the background, like silhouetted. And everyone goes, ah, Mr. Wu. And he said, the intermission started and everyone went out in the lobby and said, isn't the actor playing Mr. Wu wonderful? <laughs> so he didn't even do anything. <laughs> That's great. And that's what this feels like. of just like, Oh, Gunther. And what will Gunther? And we're going to get Gunther. And it's like, they talk about him so much. I think because of that, his character feels like it has a big presence in the movie, but it just takes time so long for him to show up. I agree. But as you find out, no, he's really in the movie the whole time, just wearing a bunch of Ethan Hunt masks, and you don't know it. Not that frequently, though, right? What, what instances is he's he actually around? Three of them. Okay, what are they? Because I'm, I'm trying to remember. You've got where they put out the, the hit that he shows up and he gets shot, and he's wearing the mask that looks like Blake. Sure. Okay. Then you've got, you mean just the masks? Because you've also got them at the doctor's office, although you can't really see them, but at the doctor's office. Then you've got him, he's wearing a mask. He's the, he's the guy at the gun shop, which I hate that entire oh, right. gun shop sequence. Oh, right. And then apparently he's also... He's the bartender. The a woman. bartender, yes. Yeah, that I remembered. <laughs> that, that stuck out of me. I mean, he's lurking. Yeah, you learn later that he's, he's lurking off screen or he's someone right. in a mask that you didn't realize. I'm not talking about the character. Obviously, the character has a big I, presence in the movie. It's all about killing him. Yes. But I just, I really feel like if they were going to be honest about the amount that Arnold's in it, they wouldn't have marketed it this way. It should have been like, and featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger, or just like, you know, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, it indicates somehow that he's, that it's a glorified cameo. I'm not going to disagree with you, but nobody probably would have seen it. I feel like you are disagreeing. I, th- I feel like he's in my, it, my impression of how much he's in it is so much so different than your impression. I wish I was willing to waste the ten bucks, or I wish I remember when I logged in because I might have like another ten minutes left on my. <laughs> That's not even worth logging, but it's not worth the trouble. But he's in it more than thirteen minutes. I'm, I'm telling you, he's in it for more than thirteen. All right, minutes. I'll take your word for it, but it's not enough. That's no, not enough, and. Um, there, well, we forgot. There's one character who's probably not on Wikipedia, Max, because he gets killed so fast. 
Which one's that? Oh, the guy who shows up. He's like the Taron Killam's ex-partner. And all yeah, that. and you know what? I did have a note there. You know what their exchange is almost directly lifted from? Which is what? Chris Finch and David Brent. It's 100% them. Same of, dialogue, even? Not dialogue, but just the vibe that Max is definitely Finchy and ripping on Blake. Yeah. And Blake is you know trying to like play that they're playful with one another. I mean, that's the dynamic. And I think it seems pretty clear that Taron Killam is drawing a lot from... You know, stuff like The Office. Absolutely. Where it's his, his character is behaving in a particular way because there's a camera on him and he's trying to, you know, look cool and he's obviously not actually, you know, he's... There's the the thing where he left a voicemail message on his ex-girlfriend's thing. <sighs> Everything and, with Lisa was awful. Yeah, I agree. Awful. Every time Lisa... So Lisa is his ex-girlfriend and the whole plot is, is pinned on her. Like, everything depends on her. And, and every time she showed up, I was like, who cares? And... and She's not good. The character's not interesting. It's the worst of the Blake character. Like, I, if if you had none of that and it was more of him as just the hitman, eh, it would have been a better movie. All this stuff re- revolving around Lisa was terrible. It's his entire motivation, though. I know it is, but that, I'm just saying it's bad. Right, it's bad. Like, it should have... The movie should have just been about, like, oh, someone's going to pay us a million dollars to kill Gunther. Because that's the thing. At first, at the beginning of the movie, he hires this documentary crew... To follow him around, he says, I'm going to kill Gunther and prove that I am the top assassin. Okay, fine. Like I'll buy that as motivation, as thin as it is. But then he gathers his crew around him. Yeah, it seems unfair. How is he the best if he needs like eight other right, people? Right, he needs eight other people. And it's like, well, what is their motivation? Because are they also going to be considered the top assassin? Like, cl- clearly not. Well, based on when they're going around drinking, it seems like, yes, they're, they're all, they get the top dog status too. Yeah, I don't understand any of the motivations other than than Blake, who it turns out his actual motivation is he he doesn't like Gunther because he thinks Gunther stole his girl, which kind of isn't true. <laughs> like, it kind of is. Like, they hooked up once, but it was after she and Blake broke up, and, like, who cares anyway? And, like, it's not as if they're together now. And the, I was willing to buy the idea of him just being like, I want to be top dog. Okay, fine. That's enough for me. Why complicate it with all this romance stuff that in the end goes nowhere? <laughs> so... So can I highlight a couple of the, there there's actually a joke coming up here when they're reviewing the 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 footage. I don't know if you remembered or not, but right, they gather in a warehouse, they're going to plan their thing and yes. then Gunther attacks them preemptively and Yeah, so Max had like a I don't know if it was a zip drive or whatever that had Gunther's address on it and before he can reveal it he of course is killed by Gunther. Right. The old, one of the few things that made me laugh was Oh, I know I want I know what you're going to say. I, I, I want to hear it. No, I, what, what? Come on! I feel like I've been talking this whole time. No, like, no I want to hear. <laughs> the, the, uh, that's not how it works. You can't enhance like that part. There, there's that. There's one other part, but yes. Oh, okay, that that I kind of enjoyed. Enhance that. It's like enhance that image. It's like that's, that's not how it works. <laughs> and the fact, um, what are you talking about? It's on Minority Report, Person <laughs> of Interest. Right. They all just start listing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But there's also so when he's like, "Well, can you at least fix this?" Which is the zip tray. He's like, "I don't know. Maybe it's a little busted." And he, st- he starts blowing on it, and they're like, "Hey, it's not Zelda." For some reason. Oh, that, I missed that. Line. Yeah, that. I mean, you'd have to, you know, be at the right age to know that NES cartridges that if you would blow inside of them, sometimes they would work much better. Wow, I totally missed that line. Hundred percent. That's what it had to be. It's not Zelda. What are you doing? It's funny because I just started playing the new Zelda, so I oh. think I would have picked up on it. But I totally. So I probably just didn't hear what they said and didn't there, want to rewind. There weren't a ton of laughs, but there were a few moments like that that did make me laugh. It just feels undercooked. Really, was what it comes down to. It's just like, yeah, there's some jokes that are are fine. But it's so 
thin. Like you get one joke that is kind of funny every 15 minutes or so. Right? Like, I don't yeah, know. Like, but just, you know what? In its defense, that's better than some of the bad comedies that we've seen. That there are at least a few that I do think land. Yeah, it's not the worst. I was thinking about, uh, I don't know if we should like figure out where this movie ranks in the, the over. But I was thinking about it. I was like, ah, where would I put this? Pretty far down. Pretty far down. I also, so there's, in kind of going in order here, you know, stop me if there's something you really want to talk about. You get this Blake and Lisa, which I hate. Then you get more Ashley. I'm like, oh, come on. Please. It, is is the idea supposed to be that Gunther is poisoning this guy or something? Like he's causing? No, we I see later that he's like lurking. Going, he's no, like, I think it's just yeah, he's really old. He's and an that's, old. Yeah, dead. that's the joke. It's not funny. No, I mean that's 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 comedy coming from a young man of yeah. just like ha ha ha, you old fart. Yeah. <laughs> you keep getting sick and going into the hospital and then eventually dying. Yeah, the older you get, then all of a sudden it's not as funny anymore, right. is yeah, it? Right, it's definitely not funny like, as, as t- uh, two middle-aged <laughs> men. It's just like, this isn't funny. No, that could I'll be this in a few years, you it, jerk. It just made me angry at Taron Killam, the writer, of just like, hey, <laughs> you jerk. Yeah, knock it off. Be nice uh, to your elders. And that gets us to the gunshot sequence, which I hated everything in this place. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out where I am. I should, I should have done... I just didn't want to spend a lot of time. I have literally no idea where in my... in the movie this is. <laughs> oh, so... Is it... Wh- that line, I literally have no idea where in the movie this is. I mean, is. I just, I just jotted down. My my notes are so like this is why I need to be more organized. Like I didn't, I didn't put in the time, and so this is why it just, <laughs> it just causes confusion because I just like here are some of my notes. I don't remember anything. Scott Wolf jokes I wrote. Yeah, so <laughs> like I just have stuff like that written down. It's like I don't even know what scene this is in. <laughs> I don't remember. I I ignored it because it was dumb. But that Mia and her brother. They they really want to see Scott Wolf's house. I, I right, don't know. that's right. Yeah, and I, and why why is there, I mean is there, am I missing some why Scott Wolf should be funny? I I don't know because I guess they're in Russia. They're behind the times or something. Is that that's the joke? Oh, is this before or after they go to the weapon store that he shouts regulators? I wrote down that Nate Dog must be turning in his grave. <laughs> he goes, regulators, and then no one reacts. It's just like, okay, that's not a joke. You're just referencing a song. So I'm pretty sure that it's in the next. So after the gun shop is when I think that happens, because I think it's in his apartment. And I do. Oh, you're right. They're about to go and uh, take yeah, down Gunther. Well, right. right. They're getting all psyched up. And I do. And there's lots of movies and TV shows that have done this. But I really enjoy. Swingers actually did a great job. I love unbridled enthusiasm about the idea of something and then the reality when the actual reality is horrifically boring right i love the juxtaposition swingers it's a great one when they're so psyched up they're just talking on the phone about going to las vegas right but then as you get on the three and a half hour or whatever it is drive from la to las vegas how enthusiasm wanes you're yawning you're stopping for gas i love i really like that and the same thing and then they get that they blow their whole bankroll in one bed (laughs) yeah that's the funny part that really is the funny part but this thing too they're so psyched up i mean regularly they're jacked up and then it's yeah surveillance day one day two i mean surveillance is not something that's very exciting at all i guess that is the joke i didn't i didn't because i was so like focused on the reference. I was just like, what a weird reference. The reference just, was really random. I guess, but you're right. I guess that is the joke of just the, he's so psyched to go and kill Gunther and then they're just stuck in a van for a week or whatever. Yeah, because re- that reality sets in. I, I do enjoy um, that kind of setup and it certainly is a joke that's been done many times. Yeah, I will say, I, I have a note about uh, one joke I did enjoy when they were, they were weapons shopping. 
Oh, and the Rus- okay. The Russian guy, he's just like he's he's got a grenade. He's like, ah, take that. And oh. He pulls the pin. And he goes, oh, I need to find a window. <laughs> I do remember that. One. I need to find that's a, a window. That's a pretty funny joke. Well, there's one here now. So th- once they actually get to their surveillance, you know, they're there. I don't know. I didn't write down. It seems like it was like 12 days that they were in surveillance. Do you have it? Because maybe I'm wrong. I didn't write down the number of days. It, it was a lot. I think it was more than a week that they were there. Yeah, I don't know. There's another joke I did find funny when they he Gunther finally arrives. And uh, I think it's uh, Bobby Moynihan's character. Who's the, the Donnie. explosive? Donnie. Donnie. He's going, the fox is in the head house. He's like, you can just say he's here. You know, like, that, that also made me laugh. There, I, there are individual jokes that are pretty funny. I missed that one, but when they're actually rushing into that office building, there is a great, and it's probably only because I had closed captioning on that I got it, but there's a great line as they open the door, and it's just pandemonium that these office workers are like, you know, scurrying and scrambling out. Yeah. There's a security guy. It's the best. There's all sorts of people leaving without signing out. I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing at that. I missed that too. That's I, a, that I yeah. If I had heard that, I probably would have enjoyed it. I think it's only because I had the closed captioning on that oh, I yeah. picked it. I'm like that is outstanding. <laughs> There's all sorts of people leaving without signing out. All the funniest stuff is in the periphery. Like that's the thing. Like there are offhanded jokes that are are funny. Yeah. Yeah. I missed that one, but that is good. But yeah, this action scene, quote unquote, which first of all, the camera's leading the way. I'm just going like, what's going on here? Like the camera. I mean, they should always be behind. Yeah. And it's like, again, one of those things where it's like one long shot and the camera's always like, it's like overly choreographed to the point where, again, this is like my main complaint of this movie is it's just, it doesn't feel like a real documentary, but you know, like a thing happens with this character and then it swoops around. Here's this character. But like, it's, it's not exciting. I mean, whatever. It's not an action movie, but this whole like quote unquote action scene. It's just dead in the water, as far as I'm concerned. Pretty much, and we get our, our first, uh, we, we lose our first assassin. This is where we lose uh, Crusher. Yes. He's, I, I did do a body count, and he's apparently number nine. I think there were, like, the guy who got exploded in the boat at the beginning, and then I think there's some other stuff. But Well, yeah, you lose Max. The partner, yeah, that guy. Um, and then the opening sequence, you've got, well, no, you've got a bunch in the opening credit sequence as you're um, establishing Sanaa. Blake. Yes, yes, those 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 yeah. are the other ones. But yeah. anyway, so it's whatever. I did a body count. I don't know if it matters, but that's that's number nine. Yeah, this guy with the robot arm shooting at nobody. I guess he he thinks Gunther's around the corner. He starts shooting, and then he just throws the gun, and it goes. It like makes a hole in a wall or something. Yeah. Well, I kind of took that that his uh, his arm was starting because the the joke with him is that when when his uh, his arm is power is running out of uh, out of battery which it is not uh, apple compatible that is one of the jokes yeah that ro- I, mean, I rolled my eyes at that yeah that it, that'll, uh, that'll age well give it 10 years <laughs> yeah that that's a joke that everyone will love in uh, 10 15 years <laughs> people had cords you know like just god it's such a specific joke to this like like era like that's a joke that works in 2015 to 2018 <laughs> Like, it you know, works a little bit before 2015, but whatever. Well, I, you I, know I what I mean. Uh, but so the joke is, is that the the fingers start to go in like pinch, right? And so he winds up choking himself with his own arm because it's starting to power down when he's fighting Gunther. It's With, lame. Yeah, it's lame. It's like I could see a version of this being funny, funny or tense. It's just like, uh oh, the power's running out, and it's it, we know as an audience that his fingers are going to clench and he's going to strangle himself. It just doesn't really use it to any effect, dramatic or comedic. It's just like, you know, we set up the fact that his arm clenches, and here, here's the payoff. And but. it sets up another opportunity uh, for a vomiting, because there's blood on his face. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. And meanwhile, Gunther's doing, like, flips and stuff, which <laughs> I love Arnold, but the man's in his 70s, and hulking. He's been doing this for almost 50 50- 
Yes. Right. I don't buy him doing flips. I'm no. sorry. Like, I don't care or how cool they try to make him out to be. Uh, and so they then uh, they escape from here, but they get the security footage, so they want to review it. And this is where you get the first uh, the first mask because he looks uh, exactly like Blake. Yeah, I wrote down Spaceballs the movie. This is the part where they go to the video store and they watch. What the hell am I looking at? They watch their own movie. Um, whatever they justify it, okay, but yeah, this this like master of disguise stuff. I don't know. It's dumb. I'm not into it. No, it's dumb. But what they then, uh, they get some information that, uh, because Sanat did actually wound him and shot him, and he's, he's going to uh, get treated at the doctor, and they're going to ambush him at the doctor appointment. Right. We get a boom goes the dynamite joke. We do. I, I, it's probably <laughs> You're going to defend this? I can't defend it, but I have to admit I kind of laughed. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. I don't know how you can, I, boom goes the dynamite. I know it's, it's like, like a 10 year old reference at this point. I know it is. I know it is. And very specific. Like, that's not going to travel overseas. And it's not even going to travel outside of like sports fans. I don't disagree with you. I, I told you, I like Donnie for whatever reason. So I kind of smiled. It's more of because what happens when it doesn't work and all of the, and then the other cars start exploding around him. And, and <laughs> that he said he, that he pissed himself. I don't know. Wait, you laughed at that too? Yeah. That he I pissed himself? <laughs> I'm sorry. You should be sorry. I'm horrified. <laughs> we shouldn't. Have, we shouldn't have come back. You've, you've like a pod person has replaced you. I can't believe you. You laughed at a guy pissing himself. It's like some sub Adam Sandler stuff. I don't know why, but it did. I'm sorry. This is the most I've ever been disappointed in you in all of the two years <laughs> doing this podcast. I'm kidding, but you know, it's like I'm sorry. I can't what? believe you laughed at that. It's more of his reaction of how angry he is that he pissed himself. <laughs> I guess I can see that. I guess I don't know. Like I, I was just so. I think I, I was just so closed off this movie in general. Like I, by this point in the movie, I was just like you were done. Yeah, I was like lying on the couch, barely paying attention, like notebook in hand. Like let <laughs> I me mean, just. I guess I, could, I should write that down. Anyway, so, yeah, a bunch of cars blow up because yeah, turn the tables a on ton or, of them and ev- or something. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> Well, we we lose another because a, a snake a snake just jumps out of the trunk of a car and uh, and kills Pac. Was that his name? Uh, I don't know. I'll pull up the Wikipedia again. <laughs> so bad. I, I had, you're bad. I don't, I didn't care. I'm bad at remembering names and I don't care. No, so. I had it written down too. Young. His Young. name was Young. I think it, poison maybe, guy. Maybe it was Young Pack because I, I I had three names. That for him. sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's he's gone. Not that anybody. So he vomited a bunch of times and every once in a while he would try and throw a vial of poison at somebody. It was really dumb. Yeah. That his character just is nothing really funny about it. And this terrible CGI snake. I get that it's a low budget movie, but. I would much prefer just a rubber snake. Lean into the low what budget. You are, you are. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just the, the look terrible. The joke of just like, oh, poison sucks or whatever he says. It's dead in the water. I just, man. So there are very few characters. I and mean, he's probably one of the worst in terms of like, yeah. not funny. There's no reason to be in the movie. He serves no plot purpose. It's just, he was obviously just a buddy of Taron Killam's. Hey, why don't you be in the movie? I'm trying to think if there's anybody that's worse. I don't know. I really didn't like Ashley. To be, I didn't like almost anybody. I didn't like Barrel and everybody's totally unnecessary except for the core three of Blake, uh, Bobby. Is it, no, Bob, Donnie, Donnie, and Sana. And Sana. They're pretty, the three. Pretty much. Why do you need the rest of them? Take not, up, none of them are funny. Take up screen time. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. This movie is really scraping by. To maybe you're 90 right. Maybe, maybe it really is just a Saturday Night Live skit. 
and they tried to stretch it out too long is the problem. I mean, yeah, this premise feels stretched very thin, in my opinion. So that's when they eventually then run back out. But then they take off after, like, a getaway car and riddle it with bullets and blow it up. And they think that they've killed Gunther because there's two bodies in there. Yeah, so I think we're at 13 now. But it's not. They think it's Gunther, but it's not. And they didn't bother to try and check or <laughs> Confirm. anything. No, because they blow it up. They're just like... Let's let's blow up this car and make the bodies as rec- unrecognizable as possible. I guess to be fair, they don't know what Gunther looks like, right? So how could they even confirm? You're right. But right? Or do they know what Gunther looks like? No, I don't think they do. Right. The only one that did was Crusher. He saw his face, but he's dead. Oh, that's right. He does scream. I saw his face. So yeah, yeah obviously they must not. I don't think anybody knows. No. Well, from there, they uh, head and they are celebrating, get hammered, and sing karaoke. Yes, the most self-indulgent karaoke sequence since the cable guy, you Jim so? Carrey and the cable guy, you know, this sequence, they sing like basically an entire song, right? I don't know. I remember what the song was, but uh, it's criminal mind. Yes. Some Canadian. It was on the top five pop charts in Canada in whatever year. <laughs> did you what? look, uh, you looked it up? I know that's what, that's what he says in the movie. Oh, did he? Yeah. I don't know if that's actually true. I mean, but who knows? Um, I vaguely recognize the song, but I don't. I'm not that familiar with it. Whatever. Yeah, it, it's it, it goes on for a long time. It it eats up a lot of time. It's not really good. No, it's terrible. It's it's self indulgent. It's just that you know the star slash director slash writer of this movie decided I'm going to spend four minutes singing a song in this movie. Do you think it was really four minutes? I'm I'm I it's guess like I'm saying minutes. this is how it felt to me. Okay, it felt like Arnold was in for 13 minutes. It felt like this song went on for four minutes. <laughs> It's so too it long. felt like 20 25% of Arnold's screen time was this song. I'd say yeah, I'd, I'd say I mean it felt like they were equal length to, in my mind. <laughs> That's such garbage. I mean, I'm, yeah, there's it's obviously not factually true that they were the same length, but that in, that's how my brain uh, processed it. Well, it's like one of those things where uh I I once was an amateur screenwriter and I I've read a lot about like, you know, screenwriting kind of best practices. And it's like every scene, every moment in a good screenplay advances the plot or it reveals something about these characters. It has a purpose. What is the purpose of this extended, you know, karaoke scene? What is this telling us about this character that we didn't already know? Nothing. Or do you think it has, it has some purpose? No, but I'd ask, do, does most of this have a purpose? Not well, much. No. Well, I mean, yeah, this is a criticism that you could point at most scenes in this movie. Um, which is why it feels like a sketch. Because in, in a sketch, that's not true. You can just as long as it's funny, you who do cares? It. Yeah, you do it. So I mean, but this is trying to tell a story, and just, what is this accomplishing? It's a fake ending, basically. It's like we killed Gunther. The end. Here's a coda where we're all happy and we're going to go on with our lives. It's like, but it's just a total dead end. It's a dead end that then leads to the hotel sequence. So really, you're going to lose Mia and Barold because they're dead. You lose Sanaa oh, right. and, and uh, Donnie, because Donnie has to go on the run after this. Right. Donnie and Sanaa have sex, and someone mysteriously texts Sanaa's father, who yeah, goes, was, this is there. when the screaming, the, that character becomes screaming father. Yes, which unfortunately isn't very funny, and that's the most of the movie, for the, re- the rest of the movie for him. With the exception of one scene at the end. Yeah. But yes, this, his character transforms from a kind of a funny character into just the most annoying, like, cliche you know, and I don't know, the fact that he's Muslim is kind of gross in terms of just like, yeah, it's I will kill you for sleeping with my daughter. It's just like, ooh, I don't know about that, but 
Um, I, that's not really. I don't think it really leans on the Muslim no, part of it I, too much. So it's, really. he's just an angry father. But yeah. the fact that he is Muslim is just like that's a that's coloring it in a way that maybe is a little, yeah, it's it's close. It's borderline. It's questionable. But anyway, yeah. And, and then Gunther like writes something on the wall. What is what is that about? As far he as he writes, like, ew, because he <laughs> he put Mia and Barrel where Mia's grabbing Barrel's crotch, and right? And, vice, and he writes, ew, but he did it. I because he's a juvenile. <laughs> this movie is juvenile. That's what it comes well, down all to. All right, whatever. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I'm just explaining why he wrote that. Somehow I feel like you're defending this terrible movie, and maybe, maybe I, I'm projecting, or maybe no, it's just it's just I, in comparison to how much I hate it. I think it's in comparison. I'm not defending it. I'm just there's a few things that I've enjoyed. You're just really really mad that I <laughs> I enjoyed Donnie's reaction to pissing himself. I mean, kind of. I don't know. I, I was I was very much checked out by that point. And all this stuff is just like all, all I was doing was getting angrier. Like there are probably I don't I don't think I laughed once from this point forward because I was just so my walls were up on this movie. There I just wasn't a really lot. Really hated, but, it. but there was one other thing I can tell you that I I know I I got a good laugh at from beyond. Actually, two things from beyond here, but it wasn't much. Uh, I don't know. How, do you, you want to just get to Gunther at this point? I mean, do you care about any of the rest? Because it really doesn't matter. It's just, he moves in, you know, uh, Blake moves in with Gabe, and none of that stuff works. Gabe has a girlfriend. It, it's No, but this is a lot. This is a significant chunk of this movie. You can't just pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah, I can. How, how much, okay, if you had to guess how many minutes is, is Blake moping on rooftops and wandering the streets complaining about how his life is terrible, you know, and... And, and the FBI's raided his house. Yeah, and all, he, he, he says at one point, he says... Things literally couldn't be any worse. And it's like, I wrote down, end of second act. You may as well have just said it out loud. Because it's just, it's so, here's the part where everything's bad. It, I mean, I was saying best practices for screenwriters, but it's like, in this case, it feels like he's just like, oh, I guess things have to be really terrible at the end of the second act. So he's just going to say, things are terrible. I'm so sad. It's like that line of Futurama where uh, the professor's like, you can't have your characters just say how they're feeling. That makes me feel angry. <laughs> and that's kind of how I felt. I'm, I'm saying that I feel angry that's awesome. because he's just like, this is so, I'm so sad and this is the worst thing. And I'm, my life is in ruins. Meanwhile, he's gotten like six people killed, but it's, he's all just, I'm, you know, I mean, I, I, obviously that's part of the joke is he's this self-important character, et cetera. Yeah, self-absorbed, but still, I have no problem skipping over all of it. Cause none of it's funny and none of it's good. Okay. I agree. But I want to I want to dwell on this because it's, okay. I don't I don't think we can excuse it. Then let's dwell on it. What would you like to talk about? This? I'm sure. So okay, uh, that's what I, I probably have something. <laughs> oh, listen to that confidence. I probably have something. And my my notes are just disorganized this episode because I didn't bother. So okay, Donnie in a wig. <laughs> what about it? He's got it's it's that's the joke. Is he's wearing a wig. Yeah, he's in disguise. He's incognito, and he's he's hiding from Sana's father. Well, Blake said he looks nice. <laughs> I can't believe you're, you're making excuses for this nonsense. I'm not making and then, excuses. And then, it's not good. That's why I said let's skip over it. Scenes with Lisa. Who cares? I wrote. Yes. Pr- thank you. Actually, get- fine. Oh, the, the the there's stuff in the funeral scene that I definitely remember having some notes. Ashley getting blown up, even though he's already dead. Yeah, and the headstone falls on the, the computer game. guy. Yeah. Just it just feels like uh, just, let's kill off these characters that didn't need to be in the movie in the first place. It's pretty much what it is. It's just and like then, then you get down to the three that actually matter that probably should have been the only characters in the movie. Yeah, 
Okay, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm getting to. You're right. There wasn't much to talk about. But I mean, that, that's, thank you. But but that's an indictment of this movie. Where again, like that was a, at least five minutes of oh, it was Blake probably, moping around. It was probably more than that. It was probably like seven or eight. Okay, I was guess. yeah, I was trying to adjust because my brain apparently no, I, I, that was like me telling the cop I only had three beers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, I was about to say ten minutes. Like ah, I probably wasn't actually that. Well, especially when you add it in that after Gabe's dead, he mopes around again and gets all liquored up and is listening to rock music, you know, hard hardcore rock music. And that's when Lisa shows up and gives him his address, Gunther's right. address. Yeah, because I think the joke is just because now he's got Gabe's apartment to himself, right? He's going to, like, throw a party or whatever for himself or something. No, I don't think he was throwing a party. He was just getting hammered because there was nobody left. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like he cares. I don't know. I Isn't he, like, he making fun of Gabe? Like, I'm a big dork or whatever. Isn't he doing some kind of shtick? Oh, I don't think I didn't think so. I think he was just drunk. Oh, I, I I seem to remember him making fun of Gabe after he's dead. Of just like I'm Gabe. I'm dead. This is my apartment or something, didn't he? Or maybe he, I just imagined. No, it. you're probably right. I was I. Lisa showing up didn't make it any better. I'm like, ugh, more Lisa. But he gets the address and he's going to Mammoth, California. Yeah. What was the deal with why did Lisa decide to help him? I don't even remember. What uh, because was Blake goes and drops off the letters that he didn't send to her. Because they oh, had been writing right. letters for a long time. He drops them off. Right. When oh. he's moping around because his life is, it couldn't possibly be any worse. Yeah. Worth pointing out that this actress who plays Lisa, uh, I've got the, I, Kobe Smulders, is Taryn Killam's actual wife. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's just, he had to f- try to find a part for her and she warned her in or. She wasn't very good, I'll say that. All right, so yeah, we're getting to Arnold. Arnold finally arrives in this movie. He does, but I, I'll say one of the things I did find funny, I, I liked Blake's reaction to Gunther's house. Uh, with the elevator, you mean? Well, no, before that. when he's Oh, like, he's just like, oh, it's not that nice. Whatever. Yeah. He's, he's like, <laughs> you didn't like that? I kind of did. No. I don't know. I See, I There's think... There's nothing he, really to that joke. It's sure just, there was, because he also asked the documentary guy, and you can tell off screen they say something, and he think he says, he's like, you. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just It just seems like a very, like base level joke of just like he's jealous of gunther and so of yeah. course he's gonna take a shot at his house i think that one works i don't know i think you're being too harsh on that i think you're being too easy on this movie Whatever. all right well donnie and sanash <laughs> show a back far up. more contentious episode than i would have guessed <laughs> i thought we were just gonna come in here and slam no, this movie but here I'm, I'm shocked to see that you're this is like t3 i don't disagree with you i'm not saying it's not it's good i'm just saying there's some redeeming qualities there's a few things that made me laugh uh, there are a handful of jokes that are kind of funny like you, I, 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 you miss. I think you missed one of the best ones because you were tuned out already. Which the, the they're not signing out. Yes, that's, that is hilarious. That's pretty funny. But if it's offhanded, if it's like in the background of a scene, yeah. But some that kind of joke, I think, needs to be in the background of a scene. If it's just some guy front and center, I don't know. It seems more forced then. Yeah, yeah. If it's supposed to be a documentary, I think that joke should be that it's just a security guard like off to the side that they happen to be catching saying that. That's a, that's a fair point. Yeah, Whatever. I mean, if 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 I'm gonna be if I'm going to criticize this movie for not sticking to its documentary style. Whatever. Yeah, they can't, they can't hit it too hard. Let's get to what really matters. Yes. Arnold finally shows up. Yeah, and I think Arnold is kind of funny in this movie. I think there are moments where... <sighs> really? Oh, <laughs> this is the part where we're going the opposite way We're going to diverge on that, too. I, this is not a good performance from him. Uh, I mean, it's not a good performance, but I just think the material he's being given is... I think he's doing. He, he, I think he actually elevates the material. I think. It's, I think here's here's the disconnect. Here is because I think this movie is so bad, and I'm going. Oh, Arnold isn't so bad, and so I'm saying. Oh, he's rising above this terrible material. Whereas you 
I don't know. Like, what? Do you, why are you down on Arnold's performance? I don't want to speak for you. I, I don't. Just, I'm not sure what Gunther is supposed to be. Is he supposed to be? I, I, he's uh, everything. That's the joke. I think. Yeah, but I, I. He's he's like a ninja, and he's a master of disguise, and he's a sharpshooter sniper. And he's like the smartest guy in the world. I just, and I don't he's know. rich and he's everything. Like, I just don't feel like his jokes. I just didn't feel like they landed. I don't know. I mean, and I th- the material's bad, so that that's some of it. There, I agree with you. But I think his demeanor and his kind of. I think he's kind of. It seems like he's having fun, even though they're giving him stupid things to say. Well, you mean like trying to work in as many of his lines from past movies as oh, he could? God, that that's bad. But he only has a couple of them. I think other characters... Well, yeah, there's from some from some other characters yeah, as well. Yeah, I agree. That's terrible. I was going to ask how much you hated that. I really hate it. You know, like, we're an Arnold Schwarzenegger podcast. You'd think we'd enjoy these references, but it's just like, they make no sense. The I, only one that makes... Getting, getting to the chopper is the only one that makes sense. I, it make, I was okay with that. It makes sense, but who's he talking to? <laughs> He's talking to the camera. Yeah, to the camera where no one's filming. That also really bothered me. That in the this. camera crew is supposed to be dead, and the camera's like bouncing around. Yeah, this, this, that end action stack, quote unquote action sequence, is more concerned with where the cameras are than what's happening in front of the cameras. It was. Bad. It's so concerned about like this camera got kicked over here, and that's why it's seeing this. It's just like if you wanted realism, you wouldn't have done the documentary style in the first place, or have security cameras, or just have some justification, or or don't kill the cameramen, just have them. You know, wounded or whatever. Yeah, just like I don't know that whole that whole thing of just cameras. No one's holding the cameras; they're all lying on the floors, etc. But they're still getting perfectly framed shots because he kicked it over here. Now is a perfect shot of him so they catch this part of the fight. Can can I say the last thing that made me laugh? It's actually before the fight sequence begins when Donnie and Sana decide that they're they're going to leave. You know, they're going to take the deal and retire. Right. (laughs) Her. Her pulling the cappuccino and just knocking it on the floor on her way out the door actually did really make me laugh. Uh, I don't know. You are too hard on this. Does Arnold say something? He's like, that was immature. Or no, was, that was rude. Oh, rude. Yeah, I think that, that's probably the part I laughed at more than oh, her, her no, knocking Oh, I didn't over. think that was good at all. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just We're going to disagree on that. That's fine. That's fine. I think it's just, I yeah, my 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 dislike for this movie is kind of like red hot intense it's like i really really a lot of this movie really rubbed me the wrong way can i ask you this there's one thing that i in this movie that i think made it worth the 9.99 that i had to spend which is what the credit sequence song from arnold is pure gold it's not though i've been researching this on the internet this is the one thing i spent time on and i've not come to a definitive conclusion i don't think that's arnold that is a sound alike Okay, I'm like 95% sure it's a sound alike, but I can't get any verification. Seem, people seem to think it's actually him. There's, there's the moment at the end where they like, they're wrapping it up, and he's, he's singing on camera, and that's Arnold. He sings like two lines. Yeah, it literally is Cowboy Arnold. He's, yeah, got, he's the got the cowboy, cowboy gear. Hat. Yeah, that I enjoyed. I'm coming for you, Brad Paisley. That probably was his best delivered line. I don't know. I have a clue who Brad Paisley is. Oh, so that, he's, he's a country, country star. I assumed that, but yeah, that joke was lost on me. Um, but no, the, the song that plays over the credits, earthquake. uh, Well, okay. Let's, let's just throw out the fact. Maybe you're right. The lyrics are gold. I don't care if it's him or not. Earthquake love is awesome. Uh, If it was Arnold actually singing it, I might enjoy it. I'm throwing up my arms this episode. You clearly checked out like in the first 20 minutes. No, 
I, I tweet. Here's what I tweeted uh, at a listener who uh, it was. I think it was Neil again. Neil. Yep. Um, and I said, I the I had a brief moment, eight seconds of pure joy before I realized that it was a sound alike. Now maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. I have it up. We can play this, and you tell me if this is, is actually Arnold or not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, here, yeah, because I have to tell you. Here we go. I'm already not convinced. Rocking body, pretty face, attitude bigger than the sand and place. It's troubling when she's not. That's a that's an impersonator. Why would they overdoing it? Why would they get an impersonator? Because Arnold wouldn't do it. Now I wasn't Why would he? This or they would have had to pay him more. That doesn't make any sense because this is probably the only funny stuff in the movie. It would be funny if it was Arnold. I'm help myself. Help! This guy is not nailing it. Help! That's not German. That's not Austrian. Help! This guy. I was flirting with a natural disaster. This is a this is an impersonator. I think you're I think you're right about that. I still like the lyrics. I mean, I don't know. If you're just singing about a fat woman, that's that's the joke. No, I don't think she's fat. I think that's the joke. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Earthquake Love is the name of the song. So then it's basically Big Bottom. Yes, it's, it, but that's probably why I like it because Big Bottom's an awesome song too. But Big Bad Bottom has funny puns, like you know, mixed into the lyrics. There's puns in there too. I don't know. How could I leave this behind? That's that's funny in Big Bottom. This well, I don't know what's. There's no puns in this song. I'm throwing up my hands. <laughs> I mean, that's well, whatever. It's it's hard to criticize that one and praise. Spinal Tap, but no, actually I am because in Spinal Tap it's in the body of the the movie. It's about a band singing this song. It's it's part of the movie. This is just tacked on at the end. Oh, okay. we got to tack on this joke song, you know, to get that, an extra ring, an extra laugh out of this movie. <laughs> that that's a fair criticism. I still enjoy it. I don't know. I, the song didn't do anything for me ex- except for the brief moment when I thought it was Arnold. Arnold does sing a little bit. He sings. A couple of lines in the movie itself. Yeah, and that wasn't good. It wasn't funny. And it didn't sound like that. It sounded no, totally I, different. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you. Now, really listening to it, you're you're probably right. It's an impersonator. I don't know why they didn't just pay him to do it because it would have been better. Yeah. So let's just briefly. Can we talk about the final ending, which is Blake. He gets like a nonsense, like moral choice, which is like you can kill me or you can walk away, like let Lisa live or whatever. And then I forget, he tries to, like... Oh, no, he just, like, gets punched in the face and then get, survives based on luck, right? Yeah. Something like that. Well, the police eventually show up. Yeah. But then there's, like, a one year later, and we get, like, updates with all the characters who survived. and Which aren't very many, but yes. Yeah, and the, the two, Sanan, what's his name, have a baby, et cetera, who cares? Um, no, but th- he finds Gunther in Austria, quote-unquote kills him. Gunther blows himself up. And then he's revealed in like a post-credit scene or like a mid-credit scene that yeah, it's because he's unstoppable. Right, he can survive an explosion. I guess. Yeah, is that the kind of world that this movie's in? Apparently, I, I didn't until until that I didn't think that was the case because people that were killed were dead. Yeah, and and also that disguise is terrible. He's a reporter and he's got like a terrible wig because we have to see that it's Arnold. Whereas all through this movie, he's been disguised as like old women and like, you know. Characters who are just played by other actors, and yeah. it's revealed like, ah, it was me. Um, like you said, the Mission Impossible. Yes, yeah, the Ethan Hunt. So why is this last uh, <laughs> disguise so terrible? I don't it's know. It's just Arnold in a wig. 
Because he lost access to all of his great mask making. Oh, it was blown up in the explosion? Yeah, apparently so. I don't know. Look, <laughs> I'd I, actually buy that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to defend that. I'm, you're making it seem like I liked this movie. I didn't like this movie. I liked a few parts of this movie. Well, I hated it. I, I can tell. I think I, you may have this like in your bottom three. It's definitely in the bottom three. It's just a question of... Really? Yeah, yeah. No. This is not worse than Junior. This is not worse than... No, but that's the question. It's Junior, it's, it's the villain, and it's this. Oh, it's easily think, ahead of those two. Easily uh, no, ahead of those I, two. I think that's the bottom tier, and I think this is in the running with those. Wow. I think I'd probably put it above both, and it'd be my third worst I don't, movie, but. I don't remember what I had next after those two. What's, uh, Probably uh, Collateral Damage. No, I didn't have that that low. I think you did. <laughs> I have to go back and check. I should remember. Six weeks isn't that long. I, I don't. I, Is this better than Collateral Damage? No. Then it's, I think it's in your bottom three, then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. Collateral what else, Damage. What else was down there? It was uh, Collateral Damage. Um. You probably had the sixth day that low. I didn't have it that low. Oh, do you actually have your notes from that uh, episode? No, because I put that on an Excel file because I had to have them in order. So that <laughs> okay. we had it, so no, and I printed it out, but I didn't bring it with me. Na- name, name one movie other than Junior and the Villain that this is better than in Arnold's filmography. <sighs> I want to get a sense of where. <laughs> this is taking a long time. No, just give me a minute. All right, I'm thinking about pre-governor decline. There's a lot of garbage in there. You're right. Collateral damage is the sixth day. Ooh, no, Eraser's. Conan the Destroyer. You had, Ooh, Conan the Destroyer. You had that down there somewhere. I'd like to just to aggravate you, but no, this is worse than that. <laughs> okay. So that, I think that officially makes it in your bottom three. Because right. there's only two movies that, you, that are <laughs> lower than it. But it's it, the villains, Junior. It's not worse than those two. Those two are worse than Yeah, those. I think I agree with you. I'd rather watch this again than the, any of those, but I don't want to watch any of these again. I'll, t- I'll give this movie credit for being short. <laughs> Just based on that alone, I think I would put it above <laughs> Junior and the villain. Because I think the villain was probably close to two hours. No, it, was, it wasn't. It, it was, was short. It was too. longer than it should have been. It was longer than it should have been, but it should have only been like 30 minutes. Right. Well, that's true. Basically, anything longer than like 12 minutes yeah. is longer than it should have been. I think that movie was an hour the, and a half, the, Well, this is the exact same. Killing Gunther should have been 12 minutes long. It's a Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> you know, the villain is a, a Warner Brothers cartoon. This is a Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> Both of them stretched out way beyond what they can support. It's fair. All okay. right. Well, that's Killing Gunther. So we agree. This is a, the third worst Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to uh, nail you to the wall on this. I'm just going to make sure. <laughs> That's why I'm I'm so confused that you're kind of defending it so much because it's like you're agreeing with me that it's not better than collateral damage, which both of us hated. Mike's squirming. Mike doesn't <laughs> like the fact that I've... I've, I've uh, you're on the defense rest. I'm <laughs> Case closed. I'm sorry. I thought that was a figure <laughs> of speech. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of, on the one hand, I wish, well, at least I had put more time on it. You watched the movie twice, which is more than I was willing to do. Um, I definitely wasn't, after the first viewing, I was like, that was enough. But I don't know, maybe if I had watched it twice, I would have picked up on some of the things I missed, and I wouldn't have been so, you know, arms folded. I mean, it, part of it is is just the filmmaking, the documentary style of just like, I don't buy this movie, and so I was just immediately checked out. I look, I can understand that, but that's that, that's on them. I might be squirming. I'm not sure I'm going to come up with anything <laughs> in the filmography that is worse than this, other than Junior and 
Yeah, it's bad. The villain. Don't see it when it comes out Friday. If you're in a if you're in a market where this is if you're in the one market where this is uh, playing theatrically. I was gonna say how how many. I'll bet How it's just players. New York and LA. I'll bet it's two. I bet it's literally two theaters. Probably New York and LA. You know, they just wanted to say it had a theatrical release, so it'd be up for Oscar contention. That's really why <laughs> they had to make sure they got their theatrical release. Might get some Razzies. I will say, well, it's probably not even going to be on the Razzies radar. No. Also, you know my position on the Razzies. So. I know you. Whatever. Fine. I don't. <laughs> we're not gonna. <laughs> we're not gonna just rehash that. Um, I don't know if we've ever actually. We've done well, it on the air. On air, we might not have. No, we have when I've talked about 1994 movies and the Oscars. And and at some point, I know we got to uh, my aggravation of LA Confidential, Titanic, and Shakespeare in Love. And yeah, but none of those were Razzies. We were ta- I remember no, talking about the Oscars. You, yeah. s- you say that I put too much faith in both the Razzies and the Oscars. We've had this discussion. No, I've never said. Well, I've said that the Oscars is only... What the Oscars is, it's, it's, it's the movie that the Academy liked that year. It's not necessarily an indication of long-term. And it's what not, is the movie that will survive long-term? Yeah, and it's not only it's who lobbies right. the most. No, but I, 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 current, current events are indicative of somebody who significantly <laughs> lobbies, but doesn't well, necessarily no good movie. Well, now he's gone, so yeah. uh, maybe things will be a little more fair. Yeah, maybe. You know, he won't have, uh, you know. Nixon to kick around anymore. That's right, exactly. Um, anyway, that's Killing Gunther. Don't don't see it. No, I can't recommend it. Uh, you know what? Before before we let let me ask you this: Would you watch this or Kindergarten Cop Two? That's a that's tough I think one. a fair a fairer comparison than some of the other stuff we were trying. I would agree with you there, but that's really that's a real shot at, the, at this movie if you're comparing it to Kindergarten Cop. I'm 2. just asking because it's probably close. No, that's closer. You know. There were some I, things that the reason I say that is there were some things in Kindergarten Cop 2 that made me laugh. Yes. Not a lot. It wasn't a good movie, but there were some things that made me laugh. No, that's why they're similar. It's like, you know, you've got maybe three or four jokes that are genuinely funny Pineapple. In, in the entire movie. That's not even a joke. That's just something we found funny. Um, yeah, but that, that, that's the thing is Killing Gunther doesn't have anything like that where it's just like, that's ridiculous. And even maybe the movie didn't intend it to be funny, but I am in, I'm laughing at it. Um, there's nothing really like that. Can you, do you remember, was it Twix? Which candy? Yeah, it was would, Twix. It was definitely <laughs> it was, Twix. It was a glorified Twix commercial. I couldn't, I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, it was definitely Twix. Um, no, oh, I, Twix. I think I would go with Kindergarten Cop 2. I think I would rather watch. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, definitely. You know, at least there's someone in Kindergarten Cop 2. I, I I, I like Dolph Lundgren. There's nobody, I mean, Arnold isn't in this, in this enough to make it appealing to me it's just do like, you remember the bill bellamy stuff in that movie <laughs> i didn't say bill bellamy i'm not i'm not a fan of bill bellamy i do remember it and it was awful <laughs> thank you um but i'll bet he was in kindergarten cop 2 more than arnold's in killing gunther <laughs> the fact that you have to think about it proves my point anyway let's wrap this up let's wrap it up <laughs> real punch i mean it, this is like this was such a disaster episode because we were rusty and i hate the movie and you were defending it for reasons that I don't understand. This whole thing was so like this is this is a real rough episode for some reason. I guess maybe it's the rust and if uh, this this is this is going to be a terrible springboard into our new <laughs> podcast. Just like <laughs> oh well, god, we're just a mess. Well, we'll get back into it. Yeah, we're definitely out of sorts. I do. You know what I I don't like about this? I don't like that this is going to be our last episode on an Arnold movie, probably. 
well, we'll come back when the new Terminator movie comes out. Yeah, that's, I guess. There's yeah, still no, no, left. That's, that's fair. There's a little gas in that. This thing. won't be uh, the final. This isn't going to be Arnold's final movie. I'll tell you, if this ends up being Arnold's final movie, God forbid something happens between now and okay. when they like Hypothetical. This is Arnold's final movie. Which is a worst final movie? Him or Raul Julia in Street Fighter? You're going to be shocked of my answer, but this. Are you serious? Because at least Raul Julia is having fun. Like, that's unintentionally funny. And Street Fighter is so awful. It's, I mean, it's bad, but it's fun bad, I think. Especially Raul Julia's character. Mike's just going to take off his headphones and walk away. <laughs> I actually was... <laughs> that movie is so terrible. So is this. That's at least fun and, you know, silly and, I don't know. I think that here's here's the difference. There's nothing worse than an unfunny comedy, in my opinion. It's just it, it is it's hard, awkward, and painful to watch. You're just like, oh, this is so unfunny. You know, that's to me the worst experience in watching any kind of entertainment is bad comedy, bad drama, or bad action movie. Bad, you know, Street Fighter is bad, but you can ring in, you can ring comedy out of bad drama. You can't ring drama out of bad comedy. <laughs> that is, it does not work that way, right? So that's why I would rather watch Street Fighter than I think. I think Raul Julia would come off better. I mean, I think Arnold is—he's in good shape, and I think he'll be fine. He'll make it to Terminator. Raul you know. Julia is so terrible in that movie. I disagree. I think he's—he is like the beacon of light that carries me through that movie. He's having so much fun. When I came to your village, it was the most important day of your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. Come on, that line alone is better than anything in this movie. Anything. Look how much you're laughing. See, I'm just talking about Street Fighter. It's bright, brightening your night. I'm just going to say this. Follow us at Podcast <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, we've been, uh, <laughs> for the last 10 minutes, I don't know what we've been talking about. Um, uh, yes. So, uh, so I, I think we we should probably, I, you know, we, we're talking about the future of uh, what we're going to be doing podcast-wise. So I think you can probably expect episodes, maybe Every one to two months, we're gonna keep putting stuff up. Um, still sorting it out, but keep an eye on this space. You know, definitely yeah. when, if and when we announce what we're gonna be doing next, we'll probably just throw something up on this RSS feed. So, like, even if it's just like, hey, here's here's our new podcast, we'll probably just record a couple of minutes just so that people who are subscribed to this feed will know. Yeah, no, and because we're struggling with uh, maintaining the name. If, you know, if it really applies kind of going forward, but it's hard when we have a Twitter handle and it doesn't cost anything. I know a new Twitter. handle. Yeah, it doesn't cost anything, but you know, assuming that you get your followers to move over, Yeah, that's true. but either way, we, we have some ideas, some plans. Um, we wanted to get this up. We're glad that we did. And, um, are we, (laughs) I'm not so glad we did this. What I promise is that the next episode we that we post, it. it probably won't be at Bad Puns Podcast. It'll be related. Uh, but we'll right. both it's, be taking notes. I'm hoping detailed notes on our next entry. Yeah, I was lazy on this episode for sure. Fair enough. I didn't really think. I thought it would just be kind of, you know, we, we ended up going through the movie more than I even thought, but uh, whatever. I did it too, uh, just mainly because I had it written down and I thought maybe I could convince you and wring a few more positive notes from you, but it didn't work. Here's here, the, my last uh, note on this movie, and I think, I think, what a waste that a guy named Taron Killam is a lousy comedian as opposed to a badass action hero. Tear and kill him. 
It is. That's an awesome name, and this guy is so untalented in my opinion. Oh, jeez. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off with that. That is just rough. I normally feel guilty, but I hate this movie. It's clear you do not feel guilty. Good luck in your next movie, Turn Kill Him. I will not be saying it. All right, bye everybody. <laughs> Tune in, in a couple of months. <laughs> One dog.